On this episode of the Advanced Foundations Podcast, Free Indeed is a journey to wholeness and healing as you walk in the victory of all Christ paid for at the cross. I want to do here first, and it's not written here. I want us to look at some things. Uh, Matthew chapter 4, if you have your Bible or your electronic device, I decided uh, I would add some scripture here. And I want to make, I'm trying to make a point here. Jesus clearly dealt with demons. I mean, he cast out demons, and part of his ministry was casting out demons. Have you ever thought about where did they come from? I mean, if you read the Bible, you read the Old Testament, and all of a sudden you've got the Amorites and the Philistines, and you've got the all these ites and all this kind of stuff, and they're battling, and then you've got Persia, and you've got Egypt, and then all of a sudden you cross over the New Testament, all of a sudden casting out demons. Uh, excuse me, hello, where'd, where'd they come from? How, where, where'd that happen? We, we skipped a something here. What, what, you forgot to explain that. But there is no explanation. Matthew 4, verse 23. Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing all kinds of sicknesses, all kinds of diseases among the people. His fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people, who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them. Hmm. I mean, if you follow through, you go, well, Jesus is confronting demons and casting demons out. I, again, um, I'm just I'm going, wait a minute, what's going on here? Where'd they come from? You don't see demons in the Old Testament. You see people groups. But see, what's happened is that when Jesus shows up on the scene, he brings his kingdom with him. He brings his rule and reign, and all of a sudden when he shows up, everything's changing. Because now the things that have been hidden are getting to be exposed. And that's what Jesus does. He exposes because he is living truth, and all of a sudden those demons begin to cry out because they know who he is. Now before... Uh, in people, I'm sure they were there, but there were, they were in people groups and things that were going on, but you didn't really see it. But all of a sudden, Jesus shows up, and now you do see it. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, it says, And when he called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. Verse 7, to the Jigo priests in the kingdom of heaven's at hand, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you've received, freely you give. Isn't that interesting? So not only did Jesus cast out demons, but Jesus told his, his disciples to go cast out demons. Look at Matthew chapter 12, verse 22. They brought to him one who was demon-possessed. Again, that, that term... Uh, if you really look that up in the Greek, it's probably what we think of possession. It's probably not the same concept that they had in that day. So again, we don't we don't believe Christians can be possessed. They can certainly be afflicted or harassed, but we're talking possession talks about ownership, the way we see it today. Anyway, they brought this guy. He was demon possessed, blind, mute, and he healed him, so that the blind and the mute man both spoke and saw. All the multitudes were amazed and said. Could this be the son of David? And when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. Jesus knew their thoughts. He said to them, every kingdom divided against itself 
is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he's divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? If I cast out demons by the Beelzebub, whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. I just I love that passage. I'm going to stop there because there's a lot more to it. But I just think, wow, what he's saying is, is that, look, this is part of the kingdom of God. His kingdom is, is basically the rule and reign of a king. It's a king's dominion. His rule and reign is where it's coming into. It's not coming into something that's void. It's coming into something that's already occupied. And so as it presses in, it's displacing, and it's going to displace the enemy. And so whenever we allow his rule and reign to come into our life, it's going to displace the enemy. It's going to start shutting the doors down and pushing out the access point that the enemy has, and that's what he he wants us to do. So it is part of his kingdom, casting out demons. Look at the end of Mark, Mark chapter 16. Now, I know in, in, it's always funny to me, it has the, you know, people say, well, you know, this is not in some of the Bibles. I'm, I know, but it's in my Bible. You know, it's like, okay, whatever. Verse, isn't that funny? Verse 15, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. Isn't that funny? I mean, right there. I mean, the first thing he says is, if you really believe, when you go, you're going to confront the enemy. You're going to have to deal with demons. It seems like that, you know, it's really amazing. It seems like in America, we've just sort of, we've ignored that part. Well, it's just a psychological problem or it's some kind of an issue. Could be a demon. You know, it's like, oh, well, we don't, we don't want to talk about those things. Why not? Jesus already defeated the enemy. We've got authority over that. You understand how the enemy has perverted and tried to get us? Now, again, we're not supposed to be chasing demons, and we're not supposed to be everything's a demon. But it could be. And so my point is that, well, let's not allow there to be any land here or ground here for the enemy to, to reside on. And I just don't want to, I don't want to act like a demon. I don't deal with that stuff. No, he said, cast out demons. If you look that up in the Greek, it means to cast out demons. You know, that's what it means. I mean, it doesn't mean, let's, let's play patty cake here. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. And then, of course, in this, just to keep that continued story, uh, Paul confronts the spirit of divination in Acts chapter 16, and very clearly, he casts out this spirit out of a person that ultimately caused their, the people that were running that particular person uh, to lose money, and they, they beat Saul or Paul and put him into prison. But the point is, is that you see this consistently through Jesus and through the Gospels throughout the, all of the epistles, really, of that they confronted, they confronted demons. So... What we've been talking about here is James 4, 7. It said, therefore, submit to God or resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Uh, that order has to be done. We submit to God, and then we resist the devil, and he will flee. That's a promise. So what we're going to do here in a few minutes, we're going to 
pray over different categories, and that's that's on the back of your sheet there. We're going to pray over that sheet, and we got that from Dr. Henry Malone, who has been in the ministry for years and years. There's all kinds of deliverance ministries out there. Uh, We're not taking authority over principalities and powers. We're not rebuking spirits over Washington, D.C. We're not taking authority over the, the demonic spirits over the Middle East. You know, we're talking about dealing with the spirits that are ground level dealing with us. That's what we're talking about here. We're not out here taking authority over every spirit over Dallas, Texas. There are spirits that are assigned in those particular areas. Uh, it's not, you, we have to learn how to stay in our own lanes. We had somebody came in that, for prayer. This is a number of years ago. And uh, they just were having headaches, unbelievable headaches. And we said, okay, we prayed, and the Lord showed me a picture of an umbrella, and her head was sticking out of the umbrella, and there was a foot kicking her in the head. Now, again, God shows pictures. He gives, you know, every time he shows you something, uh, most of the time it's for you to try to hear from him. What? Okay, what are you, what are you saying? Umbrella speaks of covering. So right off, I began to realize, I, I would think, okay, Lord, you're talking about something. I said, what are you doing that you're, that you're not under authority or under coverage? She goes, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I don't know of anything. So think about what you do. And so we kept talking about it for a while. I said, what do you do? He said, well, I, I drive to work, go back and forth on 121. This is a number of years ago. And a number of years ago, before 121 became a super highway, it was a little two-lane road, and there were some X-rated movie houses out there on 121 and um and she goes yeah i drive by there every day i drive by there every day and i curse them all i go hmm that's what it is she goes what do you mean so <laughs> you're not supposed to you know we're not supposed to be going back and cursing bad things <clears throat> so, well i mean why not so well that's not that's not the spirit of god i said you're supposed to go by there and 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 be a blessing be a blessing you know, she said, to a triple X rated deal, you got to be kidding. I said, I'm not talking about that. I said, look, look, you're thinking wrong. We're blessing the people and pray that they would come into a revelation of the goodness of God and that they would be changed. You know, but going in and cursing things and, and cursing that kind of stuff is not God. He didn't have us going around cursing things. He has us going around blessing. Remember, they wanted to call fire down from heaven. He said, you know what spirit you are? Come on, I didn't come to curse, I came to bless, I came to save. So a lot of times, the, my point is that we're not doing that. We're not yelling and screaming at demons, and we're not yelling and screaming at the devil. We're not out here taking authority over principalities. Over these cities, there are spiritual forces, and they're different. There's a spirit, the spirit over Dallas is different than the spirit over New Orleans. Y'all been to New Orleans? Okay, have you been to L.A.? The spirit over L.A. is different than the spirit over Dallas. Spirit over San Francisco is different than the spirit over Dallas. We're not out there yelling and screaming at those that spirit. Spirit of pride over Dallas. Spirit of mammon. And what happens is that spiritual influence influences the people that are in this area. So it affects all of us. If you go to L.A., there's a different spirit out there. And it may not be something that really affects you, but you will begin to pick it up. You'll begin to pick up that spirit. And, and same thing with, you know, San Francisco, 
the witchcraft down in New Orleans. That is just a different feel. That's a spiritual forces over that area. I don't have to yield to it, but you just need to realize that it's going to be there and affect you. We're not yelling at principalities and powers. We're not yelling at that level. We're talking authority over these areas that are in our own home and our own life. That's the area we're resisting. We're submitting to God and resisting the devil in these particular areas. These, these next two scriptures here, 1 John 3, 8, that he who sins of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. John 10, 38, I mean, I'm sorry, Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. The word oppressed in that verse, I looked it up. It means to exercise harsh control over. So that's what the enemy does. He, so if you want to know, okay, do I have a demon or not? Turn the page, if you will. And I'm going to go and go right to the behavior. If you ever want to know if it's a spirit or not, the spirit, spirit has different manifestations than just the works of the flesh. Like, for example, I'll just take me, for example, I could get angry. Uh, anger is an emotion. I can get angry. I, but anger, I can get, I, I feel that, I get upset. Um, if I've not really dealt with anger, <clears throat> it's going to be, it's going to get ratcheted up pretty fast. That's what I said earlier, when people haven't dealt with anger, and their cup's still full, then they didn't take very much for them to <clears throat> explode. Um, same thing with anything that's in our life. If I've got a lot of fear in my life, if I think 50% is even, but it's really not, I'm living with a level of fear. Same thing with anger. If I, you know, if my cup is three-fourths full and I think that's neutral, that's where the deception comes in because I'm living with a level of anger that, wow, you know, so a little bit explodes over. So when you talk about a spirit of anger, it's a different deal than just getting angry and having anger in your life. It's a, that spirit will cause all kinds of issues. And same thing with any area that you struggle with, there could be a demonic spirit helping move that thing along. Now, remember, if I told you the devil could kill you, he already would have. So the way he works is in darkness. It's, that's why it says that God... I'm the light of the world. One little tiny speck of light displaces darkness. A little light displaces a lot of darkness. You can see it. So, so we don't have to be afraid of the enemy but what he's afraid that he's going to get exposed. So a demonic spirit is really when there's just abnormal emotions of fear, anger, jealousy, lust, grief, shame, whatever you want to call it. When there's just, there's a power behind something that shouldn't be there. It's like, hmm, I guarantee you, you've seen it in people. You've seen it probably in your loved ones. You may have seen it yourself. As I said earlier, if anybody spiritual had been around me, they would have known right off it was a demonic spirit because they'd look in my eyes and they could tell there's something else is looking at them. So that's how you can tell it through the eyes. You know, and you could just know right off that, well, that's just, I mean, it's just, you could just tell by the spirit you just, you know something's not right. So a lot of times when there's breakdown in marriages and families and accident prone and tragic events, 
you know, financial problems. We've already gone through a lot of this as far as curses go, but there could be a demonic spirit behind some of these things. And so you can look at that list and go, wow, really? Yes, really. There can be a lot of things behind here. But again, it's by the spirit. It's not because everything's going bad in your life that's a demon. It's not that. But it could be. And that's what we're saying is that we're wanting to close all the doors. So we want to shut down the access points to the enemy. So when we get over here and we start taking authority over those spirits, they really don't have any legal ground. We're, I share this story every time we do this. We were in Turkey a number of years ago, and we were doing Free Indeed. And it was a week-long camp. And they, the believers there would get away for their vacation time, and we would meet in the mornings and nights, and on the afternoons, they would go to the beach. This is down by Ephesus. It was a retreat center. They could get into the Mediterranean Sea. And so we were doing Free Indeed. So the first night we get there, we start off, and I mean, we've got demons manifesting. And there's a guy on the floor, and he's writhing and hissing and doing all kinds of stuff. And they had obviously been exposed to some form of deliverance ministry because they're down there just taking authority. And I can't speak Turkish, but they were taking authority in, in their language. And I told Zakai, who we were there with, I said, hey, tell them to stop. We're not doing this. And he, he goes, well, why? I said, just tell them to stop. We're not, we're not doing this. I mean, we've got a, we're doing free indeed. It's supposed to be some deliverance deal, so this is what we do. And uh, so I got him to stop and get that guy off the floor and uh, get him to stop manifesting. Again, demons always want to make a scene. You know, they, they, they just want to make a scene and uh, want to draw attention to themselves. So they want to know, okay, why? I said, well, because what we're going to do, we're going to spend the whole week submitting to God and resisting the devil, and we're going to shut down the legal access. And so when we get to this point, and we will take authority over the enemy, we're not going to have any of that stuff. They go, hmm, okay, whatever. So look back at this page. I want you to turn back one page here on this review. So I want to walk through this again and explain this very clearly, concisely. Jesus came to set us free. He paid in full for our freedom through the cross. The cross is the greatest victory there ever was. It's the greatest victory there ever will be. There will never be a greater event in history. Even when he returns, it's still based on the first greatest event was that he paid in full at the cross for us to be free. Amazing. The foundation of freedom we talked about last night was knowing the love of Father, our identity of being sons or daughters, and the power of freedom is the Holy Spirit. Now, the purpose of freedom is so that we can really help others experience freedom. Keys of freedom, take your responsibility and forgive, 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 forgive. That's really what sets us free. And then the doors to freedom are generational sins, ungodly beliefs and strongholds, trauma, fear and inner healing, and demonic oppression. So why we started and the way we do it is that we're saying, look, the foundation for freedom obviously is Jesus, but knowing the love of the Father and really getting the fact that you're a child of God and being empowered by the Spirit. That gives you the foundation to be able to stand. Then as we move along, we're going to give you the keys to do what? The keys to freedom. And the real true key is forgiveness. 
You just you want to you want to walk in freedom. You forgive. You, the quickest way to freedom is forgiving. The quickest way to oppression is not forgiving. I mean, other than being involved in witchcraft, there's not much way that you can open the door of the enemy any quicker. Choosing to forgive is a choice. Choosing to forgive, you're you're shutting down the doors to the enemy. Then you keep moving along, and you begin to realize that wow. I have some family stuff that I've been dragging, and there's some open doors here. Begin to shut those doors. And then you begin to realize that, wow, because of that, I have been thinking incorrectly. I have got some strongholds and some patterns of, of, of hearing things that are just wrong. You know, so I've got to get that correct. I've got to get in line with the Word of God. And then you keep moving along, and then you realize, oh, wow, those hurts and pains and things that, that the enemy has done to me, I've got still open doors for the enemy to access me. I'm going to need to get healing here. And then you come over here and you rebuke the devil, and he's going to flee from you because that's what the Word says. So what we did, we, sh- we shut all the doors. So we came to the last day, and we took authority over the enemy like we're getting ready to do here in just a minute. And there was nothing, no manifestations at all. So, so then they come up and go, okay, now... They go, what was that all about? I said, well, that's what's called submitting to God <laughs> and resisting the devil. Uh, you know, because they had seen a model. There's nothing wrong with that model. You can go cast demons out if you want to and uh, wrestle and do all kinds of yell and scream and do all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of ministry models out there. But this just is a particular ministry model that we like a lot. Um, the restoring the foundations, which if you want to go through that, we can you can sign up for. When I first heard of restoring the foundations a number of years ago, I, I went through their manual, went through their information. I go, wow, they've got they've got really good stuff. This is the, you know they've got inner healing, they've got the whole issue of generational stuff, they've got demons, they've got the whole thing. So it's not a one or the other. And so it, uh, it gives you really the fullness of the measure. And just because you go through it, does it mean there's no problems? No, not at all. Remember, this is a journey. A lot of times you go through ministry just so you can go through ministry. Did you hear that? A lot of times you need ministry just so you can go through ministry. A lot of times, you, you know, it's, well, I've been through ministry. The issue is not what you've been through. The issue is where are you? Are you free? Are you loving Jesus? Are you loving one another? Are you walking in freedom? See, the issue is not what I've been through. The issue is where am I? So don't just say, I've been through something. The issue is, are you walking in freedom? Are you helping others get free? That's what God wants. I I mean, every time we go through this, God shows me something. And I'm the guy who wrote this stuff. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's, there's there's not a time. I've been doing this for 20 plus years. And so every time there's, there's things that God shows me and unveils something even different. There is no end to God. I mean, there's no limit to what he is and who, what he has. So I just want to encourage you in that. So I want to pray. And what I want to do right now, I'm going to pray that God would reveal any spirit and any demonic activity that's in our lives. And I want you to ask him to show you too. So Lord, we love you and we bless you and we thank you that you paid with your life and shed your blood so we could be free. Thank you for freedom. I thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against us will prosper. I thank you, Lord, that every demon is subject to us and subject to you in your name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow 
and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. That includes every demon. So, Lord, we thank you for the victory of the cross. We remind the enemy of his absolute and total defeat, and we thank you for this time, and we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be free. Now, Lord, I ask you to reveal any demonic spirit that's afflicting us, any area that we've left open to the enemy, we ask you to show it to us. Lord, we want to shut the door. We want to lock the door. We want to seal it with the blood of Jesus. And we want to tell every demon of hell to get out and leave us and not return. And Lord, if there's anything, reveal it to us. And we love you. We bless you. We thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this timely message. Pastor Terry and Susan Moore had a life-changing encounter with the Lord in August of 1982. They opened their home to a Bible study, which turned into a church now located in Carrollton, Texas. They have never been the same and hope that you encounter Christ in a real way. For more, connect to jterrymore.org.